Welcome to your Life by Design podcast, the show that will have you seeing how magical you truly are so you can start designing a desired and fulfilled life. Hi, I'm Karen Galway, a certified human design reader, a 6-3 manifesting generator, and an energetic embodiment coach who is completely obsessed with helping you step out from your shadows and leap into your light. And in true 6-3 manifesting generator form, this podcast will not just be about human design, but rather the tools you need to call in the desires in all areas of your life. View it as your tool book, not your rule book. Take what resonates and leave what doesn't. This podcast is for the women who are ready to become paradigm shifters, subconscious mind wizards, and healers of their own life. They are ready to rediscover themselves so that they can fully show up as who they came here to be and live a life by their design. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode. I thought it would be fun in this episode to tell you my origin story. <laughs> like, how did a speech therapist who's been practicing for 20 years, is a certified human design reader, trained in rapid resolution therapy, has a podcast? Like, how did that come to be? And the reason why I got inspired to tell this story is I was on a podcast back in November, and usually, and this is how a lot of podcasters work and how I work myself, is there's a bio that the the guest provides and usually the podcaster reads the bio afterwards and just stitches it or patches it or whatever the word is to the episode so you're not reading the bio in front of the guest and you just go straight into welcoming them and and having your episode in this episode that I was a guest in she read my bio during the call and afterwards I was like wow, that's really good. <laughs> I wrote the bio. Is that someone, It's not like someone wrote it for me. It was my first time hearing it. Like I wrote it, but having someone read it and reflect back to me, I'm like, oh, wow, that's really good. So let me read you this bio that um, I have that she read. And I want to tell you about my journey and how that came to be. The bio says, Karen has always, always had an inner desire to help others find their voice being raised in an education-loving family where getting a degree after high school was mandatory, she chose a field that made sense to this calling, speech therapy. For nearly 20 years, Karen has coached parents while helping their children find their voice. But it was through her own deconditioning process, identity work, and self-discovery that she felt a, a called to a bigger role, helping women find their authentic voice so they can be propelled towards their ultimate potential. Karen has worked with various spiritual advisors, became a certified human design reader through the Human Design Academy, and recently became trained in Dr. John Connolly's Rapid Resolution Therapy. Through her understanding of the conscious and unconscious mind, awareness of her inherent spiritual gifts, plus deep knowledge of energetic blueprints, Karen is able to create clarity for others, help them move through doubt and resistance while they begin to live out their own mission-driven life. Okay, great. That was such a good bio. So let me break this down and tell you how this came to be in a very quick like 15 minute summary so yes I was raised in an education loving family and I think for the most part those who are raised in the 90s I don't know maybe even before that there was this common societal expectation that in order to be successful you had to go and get a degree and it was one of those things where just go get a degree just get one, pick one. It may not be the what you want to do. In fact, most people, their bachelor's degree has nothing to do with what they're doing now. For me, I have always wanted to be a speech therapist. And this is the thing I find so fascinating for about myself to this current day. I remember being 13 
and wanting to volunteer with the local speech therapist. Like I had this career, I had it planned and this is what I was going to do. And this was like, if this is the framework that I have to pick where you have to pick something, okay, then what is it going to be? And I totally remember like my dad was a teacher and my mom was a nurse. And I completely remember having this logical thought process of speech therapy combines the education side and the medical side. So I'm like taking these two professions that my parents were in and combining and merging them into one. And once I latched onto that idea, there was no, there was no going back. And what I've recently discovered is that those who have an open or undefined G center, which is all about identity and direction, can quickly latch onto an identity. And it feels really weird to move away from because they're so open that it almost feels scary to move away from it. But moving away from it wasn't even a concept that I even entertained when I was younger. Like I said, I was 13 when I volunteered with them. I went when I got a degree in psychology with the intention of using those prerequisites to lead into my master's like I had this whole thing all planned out and when I was in my bachelor's in my like undergraduate program in Nova Scotia I would take I think there were two summers where I lived with my aunt in Ontario and worked there at a job that made more money than if I were to be home and on my day off, I would volunteer with the local speech therapist too. Like I was like, I would, I created this path for myself. And so when I graduated from, with my bachelor's degree, I applied to a couple programs. I think actually, I don't know if I applied to a couple, I think it might've been a couple speech therapy programs in Canada and I didn't get in, or maybe it was just one. I didn't get in. And I found out with later with that one, I didn't meet all the requirements. Like I didn't submit all the transcripts I need to submit. Like I think I was supposed to submit three and I only submitted one. And because there are so many people that apply for a graduate program, their process of elimination is if you don't have everything, we're not even gonna look at it. So I didn't even get accepted. And in Canada at that time, there were, I think six, and I think this might still be the case, six English speaking speech therapy graduate programs and two French. And because of that, the competition to get in is pretty fierce. A lot of Canadians end up going to the U.S. to get their degree, and the two countries have reciprocal certification. And I think, I want to say that Canada or the U.S. also has it with another, with England or the U.K. or might be a couple, a few other countries that, where there's reciprocal certification. So you get certified in one country, you're automatically certified in the other without taking the board exam. So I didn't know that at the time. And I went back home and I worked with two families under the guidance of speech therapists where I did therapy with two families where they had um, sons with autism. And um, so I did a therapeutic, like it's called ABA, Applied Behavioral Analysis, where I would implement whatever the goals were. Um, And it was three hours a day with each family. So six hours a day total for a week, for a year. And I then afterwards, towards the end of the year, through just one of those divine kind of things where like you're called to do something. There was a, I was at my aunt's house. This is before I went home to work with this family. I was at my aunt's house where I stayed with that summer and the phone rang and I would never usually pick up the phone at my aunt's house because it's not my house. And I happened to that day and it was this woman who my parents knew. Anyways, long story short, her son's girlfriend at the time, they're now married, went to, became a speech therapist, went to the school in the U.S. And it just turned out that my aunt actually also knew this woman. 
And and so long story short, I got into this American program. And so after my year of doing working with these two families, I mo- moved to the US. This is how I end up in Chicago and took did the undergraduate or sorry, not undergraduate but graduate program getting my master's in speech therapy and then I went to work. I started working. And so that was like my life. And then I had my two kids. And back in, let's see, 2015, I think, 2016, my son was two. And he was, yeah, he was two at the time. I was at a professional seminar course for speech therapy. And I was sitting next to this woman who was telling me about this energy work that um, she's getting her son to do because her son had a lot of food allergies and it's called NAET, N-A-E-T. Some of you might've even heard of it. And it was like an energy type of work to help clear allergies from the body, like food allergies. And so I was so fascinated. Like I was always into that stuff. Like I loved all the metaphysical stuff and I thought that was like super cool. And I was thinking of my daughter at the time who I thought had some stuff going on. And so I asked for this woman's info and I made an appointment. Anyways, I ended up working off and on with her for a couple of years, this this uh, energetic, this NAIT uh, facilitator. And it was during one of my visits that she just said to me, she was like, you have incredible gifts. Things are, I think I might've been 38 at the time. And she's like, things are going to start changing for you and I just don't want you to be scared and it's gonna be a beautiful thing it was during that time I was working with other energetic healers and doing in their own right doing different things and they were all coming to me with the same message that I was here to heal I'm a healer I'm here to heal I'm here to help people when things get really tough like I'm here to be like the light worker and the star seed and all that stuff when things get really like when the world when things are get really challenging with the world of course and I noticed that a lot of my clear gifts were coming in like I've always had when I was younger would have premonitions but this was like coming in uh, more I would they would often I would come in with like persistent memories of something that happened in the past but it was a message that was connected to that memory that I needed to give to someone or I would be, gosh, I can't remember the word for. So there's clear, I'd have clear sentient, clear, clear sentient is feeling, clear cognizant is knowing, but like my body sometimes would break out in a rash as like a warning to not go there. It's very bizarre. So I started to entertain this idea of what would it, what is it like to be a healer? What does that look like? And then I, you guys, I'm still a speech therapist, um, still doing that. And I ended up when my daughter, this was like five years ago. Yeah, five years ago, my daughter was went to this private school in the city. And it was her first year at that school. She was in third grade. And it was awful. It was like such a, a hard year for her, primarily because it was a new school, new everything, but the teacher quit after two months. And so for the entire year, she went through, I think, eight or nine different teachers between substitutes. And you never knew what teacher was going to be there one day, who was going to be. They hired someone else. And a month later, that teacher quit. It was like, this is like a private school, like tuition based. This isn't like some ghetto where the kids are, where life is in danger and teachers are leaving. This was like it was just the oddest thing. And so they couldn't keep a teacher. Her anxiety went 
through the roof and I decided my husband and I decided to pull her out so we pulled her out in April with probably six weeks left of school and I was like we loosely homeschooled her it was more unschooling I'm like it was more nervous system regulation where I wanted her to feel safe I wanted her to know that she's safe give her body a chance to regulate again and so we spent those six weeks of just that was the big part of what we were doing and so I ended up working with this guy his name is Paul Ditchheit, and he does soul awareness healing. And he was recommended to me through the NAET energy worker to do some sessions with him, with my daughter. And the way that soul awareness healing works is you're basically channeling the soul. And I had done similar stuff with someone else who's trained under him. So I, I knew the what to expect when you are the surrogate. So the surrogate means like when you are channeling someone like for your child like you're channeling your child's soul but you don't have to your child does not have to be there and so I remember sitting in the car in the garage and because she was home and my husband was working and I didn't want to have to like I didn't want to have any distractions and the funniest thing that was happening was my head started moving in a weird way and I call it in like a figure eight pattern where it was like it would sway to the left and then come to the middle and sway to the right and come to the middle. And it was just creating this infinity symbol. And we were I'm over the phone with Paul and I said to him, like, my head's doing something really weird. I've never experienced this before. And I feel like the desire to tell you is making this figure eight. And he's Karen, that's really interesting because when I teach this to my students, I have them create the figure eight on the floor with their finger to get them into trance. So I'm already like leaning into, already knowing intuitively what to do. And I was feeling everything. Like I'm not going to get into too much detail because that's like a different episode, but I would feel everything. Like, feel everything. I'm empathic. I would just feel the energy. And he picked up on how in tune I was. And so he offered me to get trained with him. So here I am just dabbling into this energy work dabbling into working with different light workers and this guy is offering me to get trained in this program that I know that's effective and I shut it down this is why I talk about a lot about experience experiment with things and not experimenting isn't committing in my mind I shut it down because who am I to be a speech therapist who does this type of work like, I could not wrap my mind around it. Like, how would I explain this to my family? How would I explain this to my husband? Like, this is completely, it's not even logical. I don't even understand why I'm being pulled in this direction. And the type of work isn't, it's metaphysical work. Like, I, how do I explain this to people who don't understand metaphysical work? And so I shut it down. I did not return his call. I did not follow up with him. I literally just, I, I never followed up. And I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine who was a life coach and I was telling her this and she's like how much is it to well how long is the training I'm like I don't know how much is it I have no idea and she was the one that told me Karen asking questions isn't committing it's just getting more information and so I called him back and I asked him the length of time and the cost and it just at that time that wasn't in alignment so I decided not to go through with it but I went I decided not to go through with it because I heard what was entailed and I just realized it wasn't in alignment versus me shutting it down based on the idea or the concept. And so that was, I can't remember when that was. That might've been 20, 
2018. So that was five, yeah. So 2017, 2018, I think. And so I just continued to receive Reiki and I would have all these incredible visions during Reiki and just different things happening. And then 2020 happened and I was so curious about Reiki, about like, how does it work? Like, how does someone get trained in it? That I decided to get trained in Reiki. So I got trained in Reiki in 2020, level one and level two. Level two means you can offer it distant. And I still didn't feel compelled to offer it to people. I wanted to be able to learn how to know what the energy is like, to do it on myself and offer it to like family. It wasn't something I wanted to offer and be paid for. So then after getting trained in Reiki, that led me to human design. I started hearing more about human design. I started hearing more about like using, understanding your human design for your business. There, I knew of some projectors through different podcasts and um, social media who said like when they found out they were a projector, their business flourished because the projector is all about honoring their rest. Projectors need the rest. They, hustling is is not what is not meant for projectors. And so she, one of them, created this mantra like success in the rest. And I'm like, wow, what am I like? How I would love to know about it. And so then. I discovered it, I had a brief reading, and then one of the takeaways I got from it, being a multi, uh, multi, (laughs) that's so funny, being, I'm gonna say multiverse, but being a manifesting generator is that I'm not meant to, I'm not a pick a lane type of girl. Like I'm meant, that feels very stifling to me. I'm meant to be, my energy is meant to be free, to lean into different things. And so the message that I took away from that was, I did not have to be pick speech therapy. I did not have to pick, coaching because that's what I was leaning more into is like energetic coaching and just mindset coaching and so it it felt more free I can like oh I can do both okay so now that I feel free I can think more clear my mind felt free and clearer because I wasn't stuck in a in in a fear or stuck in like some process that I couldn't think clearly through and so then I ended up getting certified in human design and eventually rapid resolution therapy <laughs> or not certified in it but trained and working towards certification of it and this led me to my podcast which led me to all this stuff and currently what I'm doing and it's to me it's such a fascinating story and such a an example of how the universe gives you breadcrumb I wouldn't I don't know if I would be where I am right now if I didn't sit next to that one woman at this professional seminar course for speech therapy who was talking about energy work for her son. I don't know if this is where I would be. And I still treat kids for speech therapy, pediatric speech therapy. I see babies. I do feel like there is like this bigger purpose of helping people find their voice, whether it's helping kids find their voice. And that is in the literal sense, helping them feel confident in their voice. And sometimes the barriers that are in place with kids are present as infants but show up differently and so I work with babies and and then helping women find their voice so they can show up and be a role model to their family or to their kids or what it's like to just really go after their desires and really live a life that lights them up and so I find it so fascinating that this is where I am and who knows like I said there's some major changes coming up over the next few months maybe I'll talk about it in May but 
some big changes that I don't quite know the direction that it's going yet, but it's going to be happening. And I don't know where that's going to lead me. And I'm sure there'll be like a moment afterwards where I reflect back of, gosh, that had to happen too, because this is incredible. Anyways, this is my story, like how I got here, how a speech therapist became someone who's also trained in metaphysical work. And I feel like there's more of us out there, more of us speech therapists and therapists in general. I have another speech therapy friend. I actually interviewed her. I don't know what episode number. It was towards the beginning. She was my first guest that I had on. I did a lot of solo episodes before that. And she is a speech therapist who actually is trained in so many metaphysical modalities and muscle testing and emotional release work. And I think so many of us that go into the speech therapy world go into it because we want to heal. We want to make a difference. We want to make an impact. And so we have this these intuitive skills and we may not lean into it because of fear, because of that's not what society wants you to do, because you spent all your time, money and energy creating this profession and getting better at it and, and owning your craft. And But I think there's so many more of us out there that are very highly in tuned, very highly energetically sensitive, and then also love working in like that with the metaphysical, with the energy. But anyways, that's my story. I would love to hear what you think of this. Message me on Instagram or send me a quick note or message me on Instagram. Let me know what you think of this episode. I, I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I understand how valuable your time is and I'm honored that you spent it with me. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would love it if you could leave a five-star rating as well as a review on Apple Podcasts. This just takes a few minutes, but it would mean so much to me as I work to get my message out to the world. And as a thank you for your support, if you screenshot this podcast episode, post it on Instagram stories and tag me at I am Karen Galway. I will send you a free guide to understanding your human design so that you can start living a life by your design. I'll see you on the next episode.